All right, welcome to another episode on leadership limits. So as I was saying before, with regards to this whole topic, leadership limits is going to be what this whole podcast is ultimately going to be about, and more specifically, how to actually eliminate them so that you as the seasoned business owner can break through all of your business and revenue ceilings and get to the next level. So if you haven't listened to the other two episodes so far, just a quick recap of kind of how we got to here. So the first one, the Peacefully Ambitious CEO, that breaks down what it means to exist with the inner peace of having fulfillment, having joy, having contentment in how you show up inside of your business and not having that at the expense of more, right? Like the ambition for more, for more impact, for more money, 110% uh, good people need to make as much money as possible. So this is about becoming the CEO that can meld those two worlds, create more for themselves through their business while staying as peaceful as possible. And the main way to do that is to begin by recognizing that what got you into an established business position is essentially having outworked and out hustled your way through uh, what I call inner limits 1.0. So if you think of something simple like doubt, you know, doubt 1.0 was, can I make this business work? Doubt 2.0 is, can I hold it all together? And oftentimes, because business owners get so good at doing everything and, you know, making sales and things like that, they make this transition from solopreneurship to business ownership. Uh, they neglect to look at the fact that there's parts of them that aren't suited for the next stage of going from business ownership to essentially CEO, uh, because that requires not the hustle that took you from solopreneur to business owner, but now requires leadership to go from business owner to CEO. And that's essentially what leadership limits are. So the, the first podcast I did on this was all about kind of breaking down in detail what this whole process looks like. Today, I want to go into what this actually looks like. So leadership limits then are the unaddressed subconscious patterns, right? They can't handle this, the like where your success wants to go. So again, leadership limits, right? unaddressed subconscious patterns that can't handle where your success wants to go. So those unaddressed subconscious patterns are basically forms of head trash and mindset issues, emotional blocks, self-sabotaging habits. So it's usually some combination of all three, which is why I call these patterns. Um, they're not just one of those things. If you think of something like a mindset issue, it always has an emotional component that stops you from taking the actions you need to take. And it generally has some sort of habit associated with it that basically helps you cope and or soothe that dichotomy inside of you uh, that isn't very conducive to you showing up in the best way inside of your business, okay? And the source of all of these is some sort of unconscious like mental program that you picked up either from your parents from yourself from what you've seen you know growing up or some sort of emotional wounding as a result of this that created this habituated habit and pattern um and basically 
the way that that part of you operates finds threat in your desire for more, finds threat in your ambition for more. And that's why now it's coming to this point where it's seeping into your business. And in order for you to effectively lead to the next stage of your business, you can't because there's just a limit that is left unaddressed. Okay. So that's why these are patterns that essentially some down to like, they can't handle what's required for the success that you ultimately want and are no are capable of. So after breaking out hundreds of coaching hours uh, with business owners like yourself, I found that there's essentially seven main dimensions of leadership limits. And that's the ones that we're going to dive into today. And for those of you that want to like dive into this, not generally like I'm going to do today in this podcast, but want to do it specifically for you and how this impacts you personally, you can go through my Peacefully Ambitious CEO workshop for free. It's a workshop that's based off of uh, all of this analysis I'm going to break down for you. And basically you go through a series of self-assessments. It'll show you exactly what your leadership limits are, how they are negatively impacting your business. And best of all, give you a blueprint on how to eliminate them. So you can find that in the links below for this podcast, or just go to uplevelmind.com and in the free resource section, you can find it there or just reach out to me uh, anything up level mind, uh, coaching on, you know, Instagram and social media. Uh, and I will be happy to send it over to you. All right. So getting into, um, leadership limit number one, which is self-sabotaging habits. So this is basically anything what, uh, you do or what you don't do that's hurting you and your business, despite the fact that you know better. So includes things like overworking and perfectionism would definitely be in that uh, anything to do with underworking. So procrastination, shiny object syndrome. So like constantly looking for different things and diluting your focus. Obviously, distraction is going to be part of that. Avoiding tasks um, like hard conversation or actual like tasks that there's just emotionally something you don't want to do. So all of that encompasses like underworking any addictive coping strategies. So anything from emotional eating to over drinking to smoking weed, porn, like all of those things are unproductive ways to cope with inner emotions that take away from your ability to do the business tasks that are, you know, are going to be more fulfilling and actually move you forward. Um, anger is also going to be one of these self-sabotaging habits because if you can't control your anger, you're going to blow up unnecessarily. And obviously that's going to have repercussions on your team. It's going to have repercussions on your family, on your clients, uh, and certainly mostly on you. Okay. So overall, when it comes to self-sabotaging habits and this dimension of, uh, leadership limits, and I'll do a whole detailed episode on this, but in short, the way that I always describe self-sabotage, it's something that doesn't actually exist, but is extremely real. So how does that seeming contradiction exist? Well, it means like the consequences of self-sabotage are extremely real, but the root cause of it has nothing to do with like working against you. Your body and your system never do anything that's actively against you. Now, you may not consciously understand why you do the things that you do, but... 
I can guarantee you that the things that you do subconsciously that create these self-sabotaging consequences, they're always rooted in safety. And if something is rooted in safety, then it's not actually working against you. It's just working for a different outcome than you consciously want to go towards. So obviously something like, you know, overeating or over drinking or avoiding a conversation isn't conducive to you growing your business and being the leader that can take it to the next level. Yet you can go down and get lost in doing a lot of these despite those best efforts. Well, despite those best efforts is exactly what I'm talking about here. That is the safety that your subconscious is looking for because on some level, not cognitive logic, but emotional logic dictates that it is safer for you to go and obliterate yourself by playing, you know, video games and smoking weed and, you know, distracting yourself, then put together this presentation that could actually make you, um, you know, like close a very big client. Like there's something scary about that subconsciously. So the way through this is not by pushing and judging consciously the surface level habit. It's actually figure out what is the emotional logic that's operating here. Because when you can get to the root of that, you can then heal that part of you by basically showing it that, hey, like you can be safe in the actual like adult um and when i mean adult i just mean like your conscious mind is your adult mind but the subconscious parts operate generally on a very juvenile level um so if you can find safety in whatever the business task is then there's no need to be freaked out about it so that is a much more compassionate way to reconcile what is going on for you when you are leading within your business. And it's a much more peaceful way to overcome these limiting um, aspects of your leadership. You can white knuckle your way through it and kind of like discipline your way through it. And, and there is a certain amount of the population that can do that. But then if you get to the success that you were looking for, oftentimes it ends up being the empty success. So it, it's kind of like you're playing a game you might not want to win. Okay. So that's kind of the short summary of self-sabotaging habits. Uh, the second uh, leadership limits. So the second inter uh, leadership limit is interpersonal, right? So how you interact or how your interactions with others actually hold you back. So in this category, it's things like uh, setting boundaries, people pleasing, avoiding confrontation, holding back from expressing or speaking whatever your truth is. Um, expression in general, like not feeling safe to be expressive, excusing behaviors that you know you shouldn't. So what, regardless of whether it's in your personal life, with your team, uh, with your clients, um, having a strong need to be liked that kind of supersedes whatever the, the, the right action should have been, especially again, setting boundaries, etc. Self-sacrificing tendencies, like always feeling more comfortable to give than to receive and oftentimes overgiving. And uh, always being the one that takes care of everyone and everything before yourself. So this is generally going to play out both in your personal life and in business. So when it comes to interpersonal leadership limits, the, the overall point here is that 
without team members, without delegation, without proper management, like you cannot grow. That is okay if you want to stay at the solopreneur level or like just, you know, have a assistant or whatever, but really growing a bigger team requires that you and your team execute at a good enough standard that gets the results that are necessary to move the business forward and to continue to repeat that and grow the business. So you cannot do those if you cannot lead. And if you cannot lead, then you cannot grow. So in this instance, the bottleneck to growth is has nothing to do with business strategies, got everything to do with how you are showing up interpersonally in your own baggage of what that does or does not mean. So when it comes to eliminating these leadership limits, you really have to delete the paradigms that um, keep you from needing things from people, right? Like if I need to be liked, then it becomes easier to, sorry, sorry, if I eliminate the need to be liked, then it becomes easier to simply do what needs to be done and communicate what needs to be communicated to move the business forward. But as long as that limiting belief or that emotional wounding exists, like there's no amount of SAPs that can overcome that. So that this is where you get into like real roots of why so many business owners keep getting stuck on that overwhelmed hamster wheel where like I'm doing all of the things, like why is it not working? Well, it's your leadership limits that are creating the leaks with regards to why that's not working. And when you plug the leaks, now you become more efficient and it becomes the rising tide that rises all ships. Okay. So moving on to leadership limit number three, which is control. So this is the need to control your environment, other people, uh, and to control your work. Okay. So I mentioned trouble delegating already, but that's certainly a part of it. Uh, trust issues, trouble letting go, uh, identifying as a control freak, whether you say that lovingly or not. Um, but then it also has more subtle ways, like trouble getting A plus talent or trouble keeping A plus talent. Okay. Like if you have a big need to control, A players generally want more autonomy. So that's going to be a clash. Um, if you end up doing things like other people's tasks that just because you know you can do it faster and better and that impatience, like that's going to go into this control bucket of leadership limits. Um, and then over-promising to clients, right? This overlaps a little bit with people-pleasing that I mentioned in the previous one, but like if you're over-promising to clients instead of letting like the standards that you set, like that this is what we deliver on, that's going to require you to then Okay, so I got to go in there. I got to control the situation. I got to deliver more because we were promised more. Now I can't uh, pay my team as much as I wanted to. So I have to like pick up the slack. It just creates these cycles that cause unnecessary friction and turbulence that ultimately stop you from having the capacity mentally, emotionally, and just physically in terms of like workload and energy to focus on the things that are going to move the business forward, right? So in the simple terms, the amount of non-essential work that you end up doing because you have to control ends up being the bottleneck uh, to the growth work, like the work that actually is the one that's going to leverage you to grow the actual business. Um, and as you grow 
and establish business, the more control you need as the leader, that means the less capacity you're going to have towards funneling your energies into growth. So from that perspective, control is actually the biggest leadership limit and the biggest bottleneck towards your revenue ceiling, more so than any funnel hack, lead generation or business strategy. In fact, getting better at those will only make the control problem worse. So you're actually at a higher risk of blowing yourself up when you are in those situations, okay? And eliminating the leadership limit of control means looking at, okay, so your beliefs and your mindset generally around trust, and then looking at your past or how you found safety in your childhood environment. And it's especially true if you or somebody grew up in like tumultuous or very volatile childhood environments. Um, and then looking at like what significance or value do you get out of always being able to figure things out on yourself, being independent and um, like autonomous to like, okay, I got this. I'm the person that, that figures everything out. That's what people know me for. So those are all like the general areas that we look into to eliminate the leadership limit of control so you can have the capacity to then grow the business, okay? So moving on to, and I believe this is number four. Yeah, so um, leadership limit number four, which is visibility. This is anything to do with expression, authenticity, uh, and being essentially seen and witnessed in any capacity. So this is anything from fear of public speaking, uh, anything to do with showing up imperfectly or messy. It's like if I'm not perfect, there's no way no anybody can see me. Ruining your reputation and like what that means. Uh, just general vulnerability fears, whether that's in one-on-one -on -one and then it's obviously going to be magnified when it's in a group. Uh, showing up authentically, showing up on larger stages, your general notions and thoughts around playing big um need to show up properly right especially if you're reinforced you gotta be a good girl you gotta be a good boy like that's gonna be a big one um and then just fear expressing what you mean right this is gonna overlap with people pleasing but like how often do you say yes when you mean no like you might be aware of that in small interactions with an individual but now when that's blown up and you're suddenly in a position where your business is getting more successful and, and you're have access to bigger stages, how much are you actually dimming your own light because of these things, right? The more you dim your own light, the less is going to be attracted to the people that actually need you, the you know less connected people are going to be to you. And like that has the ripple effects of slowing down unnecessarily all of your growth. So that's kind of the big point with regards to uh, the leadership limits of visibility, where at some point, you're going to begin to be recognized for your success or like your next level of business isn't going to require just, you know, standard lead generation, but requires a different type of authority. So being visible, like I said, on bigger stages, um, being visible as an expert on social media, networking in different and bigger circles um, and kind of staying in your own power with that, like all of this is going to go towards what your associations are with visibility. So really for this, it's kind of like, there, there's probably a lot of opportunities that you are losing out on because you're shying away and turtling from really owning your own magnificence, right? Especially if you're somebody who's had those thoughts of like, how is this person that's clearly not as 
you know, well-trained or credential as me getting all of this like notoriety and success. Like I, I know better, or at least I know as much as them, right? Like if you ever had those thoughts, then the visibility leadership limit is certainly one that's uh, affecting you. So the way that you work through visibility leadership limits is you begin by exploring your relationship with your inner critic, right? Who's always going to make you self-conscious and, you know, run through like, oh, can I be seen in this way? Is everything perfect? Is everything proper? Should I do this? Should I not do this? Right? So that relationship internally needs to be analyzed and broken down. Um, your associations and your beliefs around what it means to play big, why or why not it is safe to play big and be seen and shine your light. Um, it's what I call like being in your magnificence. And what are your associations and beliefs and emotions around just being witness, especially when you are not perfect with business ownership? Like that's going to happen quite a lot internally as well. So if you're somebody that like, I can't let my team know that this is happening or know that I'm going through this again, that's going to be a big barrier to also what you allow as a standard for how your team comes to you what is appropriate or is not appropriate. And oftentimes if you have team members struggling with something that you could have helped that, you know, they were shy about and never got the permission from you to do now that ripples into negative consequences that are actually blind spots. So there, there's a lot of ripple effects. And that's why this work is about the ripple effects that go beyond the obvious things that are always thrown in our faces around the latest funnel hacks, etc at some point, like that's not enough. You need those things. Yes. And leadership and who you are, how you show up is always going to be the bottleneck. So this is really about, it's an invitation to say, Hey, you've given enough attention to everything external. How about you give yourself the same grace and look internally, um, eliminate the bottlenecks at this level in general, that makes everything else fall into place and be so much easier. All right, moving on to, I believe, number five. So leadership limit number five, which is fear. So this is both the emotion and the thoughts that are fearful in nature. Okay, so any kind of money fears and money stories are going to go into here, whether that's what's so scary about having a little, that's pretty obvious, but also things like fear of success. Like what is so scary about having a lot of money? Who's going to look down on me? Who's going to judge me, right? Who in my family am I going to make feel bad if I succeed in this way? Sounds silly, but it happens all the time. Fears around failure, fears around rejection, uh, fears around selling, fears around the past, fears around, like I said, playing bigger and being in success. Um, about charging more and changing your pricing, uh, all of these, you know, fall into the general patterns of uh, leadership limits in relation to fear. So because it's pretty obvious, like I just want to kind of get right into how do you eliminate the leadership limit of fear? So like number one, recognize that like you can never eliminate all fear. Fear is, is, is very much hardwired into us. So this isn't about promising that you will never feel fear again. It's actually about building trust in yourself and then subsequently repeating that. So your subconscious believes it as well, so that it anchors into the fact that, okay, when fear 
is around or fearful situations are around, there is enough self-trust, which is essentially built through evidence and evidence is built through consistency. So what this looks like is, you know, if you always say you're going to do X, but you always avoid it and you always find excuses not to do X, which quote unquote can be considered like discipline, that's going to reinforce in your subconscious and in any of the woundings that don't like trust these situations that like, this is not safe. We can't go here. It always falls apart. It always invokes the inner judge. It always invokes like crappy emotions. That's just going to be more baggage to bring to whatever situation required your courage. And again, courage is something that can only happen in the presence of fear, not in the absence of it. Um, that's how you begin to eliminate um, leadership limits when it comes to fear. So building self-trust and really embodying that you can think, feel, and act in alignment with the result that you want, especially when that result is something you've never done requires a high level of self-trust to operate in novel situations, in uncertainty, in faith before you actually, you know, manifest or, or create the thing. Um, that embodiment is required in order to overcome the fear long enough to create the evidence that like, okay, I, I can handle fearful situations. All right. Moving on to leadership limit number six, which is self-talk. And this is all about how you speak to yourself and how that story is conducive to getting you to go where you want to go and do the things that will actually take you there. So lots of things I've already mentioned as well, because self-talk kind of overlaps all of these. So inner critic or negative self-talk, uh, constant rumination or worrying about either the past or the future. If you catastrophize a lot, like everything is going to blow up and be a complete disaster. Uh, imposter syndrome at all levels, right? So we talked about like doubt 1.0, doubt 1.2.0. 1 um, at any level of your business, you're going to have imposter syndrome, especially if it's something you've never done before. So then it's like, well, okay, how do I overcome the leadership limit of self-talk so that if I can expect imposter syndrome, there's a way to overcome it. How do I do that? Right. All of the beliefs around not being good enough, playing too small, overthinking, uh, analysis paralysis. That is obviously a big one uh, because the virtue of analysis paralysis means you're constantly thinking about the thing to find certainty in it, which stops you from doing the thing, which further reinforces that you can't do it. So you look for more evidence to actually continue to figure it out before you actually do it. So all of those are going to be very paralyzing for you in order to uh, actually move forward in business. So in terms of like leadership limits and, and the biggest, I think, missed opportunity when it comes to talking about self-talk and how that specifically impacts business owners is you, you have to learn some version of thought management. Okay. And thought management in, in, in my world is basically like how you manage the story that's most useful towards moving you where you need to go. So these are stories around uncertainty and doing something you've never done. They're stories around uh, self-trust and staying consistent with what you say you're going to do around creating stories that are most useful, even when the reverse is true. So what I mean by this is like, we had a sales, uh, we had a bad sales month this month. That is true, right? Like, and there's no need to argue with reality. Like that is a fact. Even if it's true, 
the one direction that's going to happen by default is you're going to go into negative self-talk. You're going to ruminate. That's going to trigger your inner critic. All of those things are true, whatever these voices in your head say, and none of them are actually useful for moving forward, right? So we had a sales, we had a bad sales month and we now know, to know what to do in order to make the next one better. So your ability to not just create a better meaning in story out of the factual circumstances, but also your ability to believe them, which goes back to self-trust, is going to be directly correlated to your ability to quickly move through the inevitable ups and downs and fires that are going to happen in your business. And the more you can do that, the more you can stay neutral when all this happens. So you're operating your business, like I said, from that state of peaceful ambition, where you're like the rock that the waves crash around and the rock is wet, the, the waves do everything they can to crash against it. And the rock just stays there and chills. Okay. That's the ultimate uh, place you want to get to when you overcome the leadership limit of negative self-talk. All right, moving on to uh, actually the last one, right? Number seven. So leadership limit number seven is stress. So this is the overall state you have when you are running your business day to day. Okay. So it could be like chronically or in the moment, what is your relationship to your experience of in your capacity to handle the inevitability of stress? So in this uh, category or dimension of leadership limits, so everything from overwhelm, anxiousness, guilt around working, uh, guilt around not working, how often are you in a constant state of worry? Uh, how do you handle feast and famine revenue cycles, um, uh, revenue ceilings, right? Anything to do with like the team and the stresses that that evolves, isolation, pressure, right? Especially that whole idea of like, I'm here, this was supposed to be great, but now nobody understands me. Like, who do I even have to like talk to? And that can even go beyond community because sometimes you will be in a community where people understand it. But again, go back to the other leadership limits. If you have a hard time expressing or that to you appears like weakness, now, even though you have the opportunity of the outlet, you can't let it go. So that's going to be an additional problem. Um, always needing to prove the responsibilities that come from scaling and growing. Like all of these things are going to be very unique to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial stresses. So really when it comes to eliminating the um, leadership limit of stress, it, it, it's much less about eliminating it as like it exists inside of you because that's impossible. You're always going to be stressed at some point. It is eliminating the consequences of those uh, stresses and eliminating the negative consequences of them in their business. So really, uh, in my programming, this is about emotional management. So how to discharge the negative feelings of fear and stress so they don't stop the best next action, okay? So this includes getting good at managing like the meaning of the events and the circumstances surrounding all of the, these uh, stresses. So like if you think about something like uh, up and down revenue, like feast and famine revenue, inherently even of its own, those are just numbers. Like they exist just as data. What meaning you give to that data consciously or not is basically what that situation is going to make you uh, feel. 
This is obviously easier said than done when there are very real consequences to these events. But regardless, it doesn't take away the truth, right? Going back to what is useful versus what is true. It is true that that situation has consequences that you don't want. Yes. And the most useful thing is whatever the best next action is, whatever the better story is. Okay. This is easier said than done, but it is not impossible. And the better you can get at that skill and the better you can get at essentially healing the parts of you that can't accept that, that want to stay and kind of indulge in those negative feelings, the more stressful you're going to be and the more stressful you're going to be, the less operationally effective you're going to be, which means, again, the biggest bottleneck to your growth isn't going to be found in a better business strategy or more funnel hacking or even more leads. It's going to be found in you addressing the leadership limit of stress and how you handle stress and your skill set in handling stress and your capacity to handle stress. When that's on point, it makes sense to invest in more lead generation because now you can actually handle it and can handle the ups and downs of all of it. So again, all in all, the real elimination of the consequences of stress and of this leadership limit comes through embodiment, getting better at thinking, feeling, and acting in alignment with the results that you want. Okay. So that is the seven dimensions of leadership limits. Um, even if this was detailed for you, I can guarantee you this is actually just a tip of the iceberg. Uh, the rest of this podcast is actually going to go into all of these into very specific details on like the patterns that I see in my coaching, how these things show up, how you can work through them and eliminate them. Um, and again, the podcast will be a general depiction of this. If you want the actual detailed breakdown of this, that's personalized to you, uh, go through my Peacefully Ambitious CEO workshop. It breaks down all of your leadership limits, tells you exactly how big of an impact they have on your business, and does this through self-assessments that then give you a blueprint on how to actually go about uh, eliminating them. So you can get that in the show notes and links below. Um, you can find them at uplevelmind.com or just message me on uplevelmind coaching on Instagram. I'll be happy to send it to you. Uh, that's all for now. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, please share this. Please subscribe to this. Uh, I believe this is something that's very much needed in the entrepreneurial space. So share it to another entrepreneurial friend. Send them over to here. Subscribe so you can hear more of these. And uh, I will see you on the next one.